This is a show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Hi. Welcome back to That Thing with James, the podcast hosted by me, James, the host. Hey, hi, how are you? What's up? I said welcome back but you might be new. And if that is indeed you, then just know that this podcast is about nothing in particular, usually. However, as a new person, you should know that you are jumping into the middle of a very fun series that all relies, if you're just an audio listener, that sound, that tapping... That is my fingers tapping on the plastic cover of an historical document, an historical genealogical-ish artifact that my cousin gave to me. This is a copy of an historical artifact uh, of my maternal grandfather's journey Beyond the Iron Curtain. In the year 1978, he went to Poland through a few other countries to track down extended family and, uh, uh, you know, older documentation because he was doing a family tree back in the 70s. I've even seen it. The man had a spreadsheet and everything. He was he was an engineer, and he had an engineer's mind. I tell you what, I lie not to you when I say there is a literal spreadsheet of the family tree, but also detailed documents of events, people's relationships, so on and so forth. Uh, now, my grandpa was born in, I believe it was 1913. He was... 30 years old or in his early 30s when he volunteered to go across the Atlantic to serve in uh, the United States Army during World War II. So that would be in the European theater. He was at the Bulge. He was at Verdun. He saw a lot of horrible, horrible shit. And that had a big effect on him. And the last time... He was in, well, this is not, the, he'd gone to Spain apparently and all sorts of stuff, but as far as like going east, you know, into like central Europe and so far, he had been there before. And the last time he was there, it was, uh, unless I'm getting some details mistaken here, it was Nazi occupied territory that they were taking back, the allied forces. But now, you know, decades later in 78, he went back and now it's uh, the complete opposite. It was the fascists before and now it's the socialists. Uh, Poland was technically not part of the USSR. It was an affiliate state. It was uh, the uh, uh, People's Socialist Republic of Poland, something like that. Uh, but before we get any further in that, uh, first I want to note, if you hear like a hissing or droning kind of a sound in the background, I apologize. 
it could be avoided, but I choose to keep it going because that's the air conditioning and it is ungodly hot, okay? So it's like either, I, I don't want to die getting this stuff to you. So um, let's see, let's see, what else, what else? Yes, again, if you're new to this series, uh, uh, this, this mini series of, I'm calling it uh, uh, the Grandpa series, I do encourage you to go back to part one so you can hear the whole story because it is very entertaining, very intriguing, and uh, I'm getting a lot out of it, and I hope you are too. Now, do note that unless you are a patron, you will only be getting half of the story because the way I've been doing this is, well... On the weeks that I record this podcast, I record two episodes, one free one. This is this week's free episode. And then right after, I record the bonus episode, which goes on, well, you can get access to it via patreon.com slash that thing with James. So half of this grandpa series is behind that paywall. Granted, it's, it's not a whole lot. But you get a lot back if you support the show. You get all the Grandpa episodes as well as all the other bonus episodes of this podcast and whatever bonus content I've put of the other uh, series, video series I do. Behind the scenes footage, uh, you know, script notes, so on and so forth. Fun stuff. And I also include different perks for different tiers. So if you would like access to a, the wealth of bonus content I have created, bonus content, bonus episodes, and if you want to help support an independent creator such as myself, become a member at patreon.com slash that thing with James. All right. Uh, and usually I, I, at this section, I rattle off the rest of my socials, email, my Reddit. I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to waste time. Just know that you can find those details with the usernames, links, so on and so forth in this episode's description, in the little text description when you, you know, scroll down or whatever. Uh, hold on. These fucking headphones are making way too much creaky noise. Hold on. Okay, there we go. So, yes, and, and once again, uh, patreon.com slash that thing with James. Save a pigeon, feed an artist, get access to all sorts of bonus content. Patreon.com slash that thing with James and also family members. Unless you feel, unless you, uh, you know, want to become a member and support the effort, that is lovely and I love you for it. I mean, I love you anyway, but I, I do appreciate it. However, uh, family members, any, any of you popping in, I don't want you to feel like I am forcing you to pay me to read a family document. So if you are related to me, uh, reach out to me and I can just provide you access to these episodes. But for non-relatives... Patreon.com slash that thing with James. So, okay. Uh, and another little rundown. I keep saying I'm going to do rundowns. 
All right, I'm actually going to do a little bit of a you know life rundown real quick before we jump back into this story. Uh, there's some tea, some like really drama, like, like kind of unnecessary drama tea that I will spill in this week's bonus episode. It's kind of related to what I am going to say now, though. Uh, I'm getting back in the game of acting, professional, like getting paid to act and auditioning, although you don't get paid to audition, though you technically are supposed to. Um, yeah, I'm getting back into that. And right now, I'm recording this on Sunday, July 30th. It is currently 11.20 a.m. Central Time, USA. And uh, so this is going to come out after I will know how all this turns out. But I'll just say it. On Friday, this past Friday, so it would have been, what, the 28th of July, 2023, I submitted my first audition in four years. Now, that may not be the precise date, but we're rounding up about four years have gone by since I have been called to audition. Though I did look back and I got a few audition invitations while I was homeless. That was not a feasible thing to do. So I, I'm not even going to count those because, again, I was homeless. <laughs> but I'm not homeless now. And I've gone through all sorts of stuff that I've talked about and shared on this show at great length. Needless to say, I submitted my first audition in four years this past Friday. And I must say, it was a video recording, self-taping audition. And I must say, I did a really fucking good job. And I've suspected this much. And it really helps a lot that I've been doing my own stuff, like the comedy web series that I've been doing. Doing, ning, ning, ning. Uh, and speaking of which, this, this past week, I had intended to put out a new installment of... Uh, minor Tensions with Dick Whistler, my ongoing web series, how uh, mini web series or shorts, comedy shorts series. However, the week got really busy, uh, mostly with the drama complication stuff that I was dealing with, of which I will elaborate in the bonus episode, which you can get at patreon.com slash that thing with James. But that aside, yes, First audition in four years, I fucking knocked it out of the park. And uh, I will find out likely on Monday, which would be tomorrow for me right now at the time of this recording, if I'm getting a callback. Because the callback would be like a Zoom call on Tuesday, August 1st. And if I get the job, then I would be driving to Dallas to work on the 8th and the 9th of August. And I would need to figure out, since that would be two days, where the fuck am I going to sleep and wash up and groom myself? Because I don't live in Dallas, and I would be traveling on my own dime for this. This is a sacrifice I am making to get back to where I need to be, to where I want to be, to where I am determined to get. Um, 
and 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 yes, I did. I know. I knocked it out of the park with that audition because of all this stuff. I think I described it to uh, a cousin-in-law of mine as um, they asked if I was nervous, you know, uh, submitting my first audition in four years. And I said, not at all. Life's stern lessons these past few years have dulled nerves once easily prickled. And it's true. My, my perspective, my objective, my view, my fear, I've gone through hell again and again and again and deeper and deeper and deeper. So much so that uh, I'm on some sort of level ground for uh, today. <laughs> but in general, a lot of my nerves about certain things, they're not the way they used to be. You know, I've uh, found some foundation, some security, and that helps to not be scared and nervous because when you're scared and nervous, you end up not doing so well. So, um, and let's see what else, what else, but I'll find out. I'll find out. I, I feel good about the audition. I don't know if I'm going to get a call back. Um, if I don't, I chalk it up to, I just don't have the look they're looking for, or perhaps I might just live too far away because I live in Tulsa. So, but that's that. Yeah, that's some fun stuff. All right, enough of that. Let's jump back into the story, shall we? Uh, I did not look at my, well, that's a bunch of receipts I need to scan. Hold on, hold on. Let me find my spot real quick. Okay, I found my spot. Um, as per usual, I did not check my notes, so I'm just going to go off uh, some fuzzy memory here of where we left off. Grandpa John had gone through a Kafka-esque uh, bureaucratic experience trying to get his visa extended, uh, a 12-day extension on his visa, and uh, that was an ordeal. And another thing is he visited, uh, like one of his cousins took him to visit a large metal statue of Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. I think that's how you say his name, Vladimir Lenin. And uh, my cousin, who was uh, an American Republican, very anti-communist man, um, started teasing the cousin that took him, saying, uh, is that our cousin Lenin? You know, that kind of shit. Uh, and he also visited this big church. This is a very Catholic family, Polish Catholic, okay. Uh, and that's all I know. So let's just jump back in here, yeah? Okay. May 11th, 1978, Thursday. Up at 4 a.m. to be ready to get the 5 a.m. express train for Warsaw. Lyokadzia just can't see me drinking hot water. So last night and this morning, she put in a lemon slice and sugar because my grandpa just, his go-to drink, like he won't even, he's not drinking booze. I don't know if he never drank booze or anything. I, that wouldn't surprise me. But his go-to drink, they'll offer him tea, coffee, whatever else. He only ever wants hot water, which reminds me of 
fuck, what's his name? The guy from The Room? I cannot for the life of me. Oh, hi, Mark. That guy, he drinks hot water. That's his thing. Uh, he just drinks hot water exclusively as his beverage. And there is a lot of, um, I'd say, reasonable uh, speculation, maybe some educated guesses that, that he's from Poland. That, that guy, oh, why are you tearing me apart, Lisa? That guy, yeah, yeah, people think he's Polish. And uh, from what I've read, I, I, think, I think they're probably right. But anyway, yeah, Grandpa drank hot water, and Cousin Leokadzia just can't stand it anymore. Have some flavoring, Grandpa John. Come on. Okay, uh, she put in a lemon slice and sugar. She also made some sandwiches for me. Oh, last night I gave her the two-and-a-half-year-old darling Isabella, or gave the two-and-a-half-year-old darling Isabella two one-dollar bills. Her mother made her return them to me. We had a bit of discussion over this. Finally, I said, you and your husband willingly accepted some gifts from me, so why not Isabella? That clinched it. Uh, and by the way, yeah, if you're just jumping into this story, um, there's a lot of reasonable doubt about uh, these, these Polish relatives of whether or not they can be trusted because a lot of them seem to be in grandpa john's words wheeler dealers I'll let that sink in for a minute leokadia has given me a linen tablecloth to give to you mary mary's grandpa's well my grandma he was writing a lot of this uh to her she again repeated her invitation to to return should I be coming back that way before leaving Poland? Oh, yesterday, after returning from Katwice, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing half of these town names, but whatever, about 4 p.m., she had lunch ready for Derek and me. She saw how tired I was and suggested I take a nap. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. And suggested I take a nap. She got and put the pillow on the sofa. I stretched out. She brought in a blanket and put it over me. I remarked, This is just like home. My wife does this. Of course this is your home, she replied. Shortly after 10 a.m., I arrived in Warsaw. I went out, to, I went out the railroad station side that didn't have any taxis, so I returned and went to the other side. There, I told the, a driver that I wanted to go to Hotel Dam Chiopa, which Walter, last name, has suggested. He told me that his taxi didn't go there and that I uh, had to go downstairs to get a taxi there. I saw none, but did see a line of about 100 people. I wasn't sure whether they were waiting for the taxis, which were not there, or nearby buses, which kept arriving and leaving. About 200 yards away uh, from the end of the line, I spotted two parked, empty taxis. I went up carrying my two heavy pieces of luggage. I told him that I was an American who couldn't speak well in Polish, but I wanted a ride to the hotel. He told me that I would have to get in line. I did. Uh, 
About 10 minutes later, he drove me to the front of the line and got two passengers. Then he walked way back to where I was and told me to come. I got in. Two passengers left at Hotel Bristol. Bristol? I don't know. He then drove me to Dom Chokpa. Dom Chokpa? I don't know. I inquired about a room. He asked for how long. After I said through Sunday, she replied that no rooms were available. I inquired when I might find one. She told me to go to Hotel uh, A. Uh, I don't know, that's cut off there, which was a 10-minute walk. Oh, again, the taxi meter read seven or 27 zlotis. The driver said 50 zlotis. I had no change. I got hooked. Man, everyone's out to fleece the rich American, aren't they? I walked the 10 minutes, which, which turned to a half hour after I made several wrong turns. Those bags are heavy. At Hotel Polonia, they uh, thought a room might be available later. I asked if I could find a private home. They directed me to a place which I first missed. Before I entered the place, several women on the street at the entrance asked if I was looking for a room. Also, during my walk with my luggage, and later with only my camera bag, I was accosted numerous times to sell dollars. I refused those requests. At the place that signs out private facilities, I checked my bags at 11.30 and then walked until 1.30 p.m. Room availability would not be known until 2 p.m. I got this room a 15-minute bus ride away. However, I did not risk trying to get on a crowded bus with two bags. At a taxi stand, I waited 45 minutes before one of several taxis agreed to take me to Yulika Okosimka, uh, uh, number four place, 52, a Ljudjan Wojna. I have no idea what any of that means. I don't speak Polish, although I do want a ponczki. Oh, the Polish donuts look so good. Uh, as do Bigos, which uh, I was speculating about what those were, and I was wrong in one of the previous episodes. It's a stew, and it looks fucking delicious. Oh my god, I'm going to make that as my next experiment. Okay, uh, Wojna. He didn't know where it was. He was in late 20s, bearded. I had a map of downtown which showed the beginning of a wide street that led to the area. On the way, he asked how much I paid for the room and for how long. I asked if uh, that was too high, 740 zlotis for three nights, about $8 American a night at the exchange rate. He thought that the place couldn't be much at that price. He asked if I had already paid because he had a nice room. Also, he asked if I had any money to sell. Man, everyone wants dollars. I didn't. I asked why the meter wasn't running. He said it was broken. 
I asked, uh, oh, he said it was broken. I felt I was going to be taken. I had asked at the room assignment place about what the taxi fare might be. I was told anywhere from 30 to 50 zlotis. When we arrived, he said 100 zlotis, about $3. I said that was too much. He got the 100. <laughs> Man, everyone's a hustler in Poland. And then Warsaw's just Hustler City, isn't it? Hustler Central. Okay, onward. I went up to the apartment. I told the woman who agreed that I was robbed. The fare should have been 20 zlotis. She told me where to get the bus for the 15-minute trip downtown at 3 zlotis. That's a lot less than 100. She gave me a glass of tea. There is tea in the tea bag, but it doesn't have any flavor. She told me the rules. No bath after 10 p.m. or before 6 a.m. No noise. She is a pleasant-acting lady in mid-40s. Her husband did not come home until about 9 p.m. Both work. The apartment is locked until they or one of them returns at 5 p.m. She sold me... This is a lot different than Airbnb, and let me tell you, a lot less sketchy. You might think Airbnb's less sketchy because, well, you're not staying with these people, but look at what the fuck they've done to the housing market, to communities worldwide. They are ruining everything. Along with everyone else, of course, BlackRock, Vanguard are major investors in Airbnb, but you know... There we go. We live in a cyberpunk hell, capitalist hell world. Uh, onward. <clears throat> she told me the bus ticket for three, uh, she sold me a bus ticket for three zlotis since the Rook were tickets. I'm not sure what R-U-C-H means, but the capital R. Uh, the Hrook, where tickets, papers, cards, cigarettes, and such are sold, will not be open when I want to leave tomorrow morning. The room is small, neat, comfortable looking. I asked which would be my towel. She asked if I had one for her. She asked if I had one for her at a... At, let me restart that sentence. She asked if I had one, for at her rate, none are furnished, only at hotels. I said that I did not. She has given me one. I'm not sure what all that means. Oddly phrased, whatever. I have written some cards, which I hope to mail tomorrow. I'm going downtown as early as I can to put a call through to Rosalia. One of the girls at the post office where, uh, where long-distance calls can be placed said that 6 a.m. would be a good time for calls were light at that hour. There is no automatic long-distance accommodations, so that such calls have to be put through exchanges. During the day, there is a wait of two hours or more. Uh, I could not leave and come back in two hours, so I would have to wait in the area. Yeah, if you get out of line, you lose your spot, I guess. May 13th, 1978, Friday. 
It was one of my nights last night. I got to bed at about 9.30 and was wide awake until 1.10 a.m. I got up at 5 a.m., shaved, and was on my way to the quote-unquote centrum about 5.35. I got to the post office and placed the call to Rosalia at 6.15 a.m. Then I sat and waited until 7.50 when the call was put through. Fortunately, Rosalia was very clear. She and her husband had taken last week and this week for vacation. She has an aunt in Warsaw. Rosalia will meet me at 1 p.m. tomorrow in front of Hotel Bologna. She mentioned a car, but also mentioned a train, so I don't know how she's getting here. I mailed the cards and then had breakfast. I had this and other meals at a quote-unquote bar that serves food. Talk about unsanitary conditions. Glasses are thoroughly rinsed by hand. I didn't see any soap. So after once having tea in a glass, I then began drinking soda from bottles. After breakfast, I walked a good half hour to get to Old Warsaw. This is the section that has been and still is being rebuilt as it was prior to World War II. I latched onto one of many tour groups, so I saw and heard the guide's spiel. I then walked back a different route. I saw the building where uh, Gierich and the Central Party functions. I asked one of the police guards if I could take a picture, and then in all caps, NO. Let me drink some water real quick. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier had two soldiers at attention. I asked if I could take a picture. Yes, I've taken about 24 pictures here in Warsaw. I went through the National Museum. About half of the ground floor has paintings, about 1,400, that hung over church altars. Truly spectacular. However, many wood carvings that were above the altars from... uh, Truly spectacular. However, were many wood carvings that were above altars from various churches. Many of the paintings were by artists of 1,400 through 1,700 years. Uh, A lot I liked. About 1 p.m. I was tired. I went to the place where I found this room and rested, then out again. When I got ready to go to the room, I looked, asked, and walked, trying to find the bus that comes here. I must have walked for one and a half hours when I was in on an unfamiliar street and saw bus 155 go by. So, I got the next one. I went to the end of the line, but couldn't find a familiar landmark. I got on another bus that was returning. I explained I was lost. The driver didn't know where this street was, but he did take me to a spot where a bus attendant of some sort was working. I was in the area. I got back at 7 p.m. I went to bed at 8 p.m. last night, so I'm up early at 4 a.m. I'm leaving at 7 p.m. with bags. It has been a cold, rainy day. Throughout the, uh, throughout, the sun would come out momentarily, then disappear, and then it tried to snow. In May? Wow. I could have used gloves. 
May 13th, 1978, Saturday. I was up early at 6.45 a.m. I left to get the bus. At 7.30 a.m., I was at the place that assigns private rooms where I waited until 8 a.m. for employees to start work. A Polish man uh, got to the clerk before I did. I had to wait until 8.30 to check my bags. I had a breakfast at Hotel Polonia, scrambled eggs with pieces of ham, canned orange juice, rolls, butter, tea for 68 zlotys, official $2, unofficial 68 cents. That would be the exchange rate. I went to the small church of Three Kings, where the last mass for the day was concluding communion. I then began my walk toward the Palace Belvedere and Palace Lazienszowski. On the way down, Al, last name, or on the way down, Al Ujajdoshki, I saw the U.S. Embassy. So I walked in to meet a Marine Corporal from New Bedford, Massachusetts. My grandpa was from Mass. The uh, place working area was closed because it was Saturday. I talked with the corporal for a while to learn at the main entrance. Uh, Another corporal was from New Bedford. Both were from the same high school but did not know each other or meet each other until they came here. How interesting, a bunch of mass holes meeting in Warsaw, Poland. (laughs) The building is four or five stories glass, brick, plain, but in good taste. This street is Embassy Row, so I passed other embassies. On a side of Palace Belvedere, I went up a small dirt path that led to the back. I was stopped by a soldier and told that no one was permitted in the area. An electrified fence was there. I went to the front I went to the front where, at the large entrance area, I saw a group of people. I kept walking past them towards the entrance when I was stopped by a commissioned officer. This palace is the working palace of the President of Poland. I talked to the officer for some ten minutes. I also saw the monument to F. Chopin. It is huge. I went to the palace Lodzindowski to find several tourist groups waiting at the entrance. Only a limited number of people were allowed to go in at one time. It was 11 a.m. I could not wait for a couple hours to get in, for I had to be back at the Hotel Polonia to meet Rosalia. At the U.S. Embassy, I talked to an attractive Polish woman, an employee who spoke English, not U.S. or British, but with a slight accent. I chatted with her for perhaps 10 minutes. I asked her to get a few Polish emblems to stick to paper. I had not been able to find any. If she does, the corporal will mail them to me. And I think right there, there I'm going to stop for this episode and oh excuse me and uh, I'll pick up in this week's bonus episode so if you want to hear the continuation of this story 
Become a member at patreon.com slash thatthingwithjames. And uh, those of you who are, are, those of you who are already patrons, I thank you for your patronage, for your support. It is greatly appreciated and a big help. Um, and then also, if you want to look, find my social medias, my show email, my Reddit, all that stuff is written in the episode description. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you stick around. Maybe uh, go check out the bonus episodes so you can hear this whole story. And uh, if not, well, I'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. Bye.